Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the JurassicWorld.org podcast. Uh, I'm joined with Chris, and unfortunately you're not with today, but I'm joined with Justin, our otherwise known as Jurassic Raptor. Jurassic Raptor? Jurassic Raptor? Jurassic Raptor. Jurassic Raptor. How you doing today, man? Good. Morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah. Dude. Afternoon to you all. <laughs> man, time travel is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> truly is. Every podcast. Um, it's, it's, yeah, three different time zones. Although you and Assis are in the same time zone, so... Yeah, but I like to I think we're of... in different time zones. Yeah, <laughs> no, I always say that to people. If people ask, I'm like, three different time zones, three different countries, crazy. <laughs> crazy stuff. Um, Innovation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, Injun. Um, <laughs> Bra- Braconeers. I, 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 <laughs> so, four days. In fact, before I do this, JurassicFanGear.com. Check it out. <laughs> Check out our sponsors and famous IDs. Twenty percent discount if you use coupon code JWORG on their website. Check it out. Um, so yeah, episode eighteen of our podcast, and there are officially, as of today, four days left until the official release of Jurassic World. Just think I, about that. Don't don't even <laughs> just think about it. I, I can't comprehend that. To be honest, that's like it's so surreal. Like, I feel, I, I, it, like, pings me for a second, and I'm like, oh my god, and then it just kind of, like, goes back to, like, nope, can't comprehend that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. Justin, how are you, how are you coping, man? You're one of the most prominent fans in the community, constantly, constantly posting, just like us, like, you must be, you must be going mad inside. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> I've gotten so used to this being so far in the distance, and now that it's here, it's not even, you know, comprehensible. It doesn't it, feel real. It's it's just crazy. Justin, how do you keep up with all the news flow? Like I've always been impressed with the amount of content that you can that you manage to pump out uh, via you know you promote it via Twitter, but uh, Tumblr. Ba- basically, before you answer that, Justin, um, we'd like to hire you to join our website and help us keep up to date. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, seriously, like like how do like you I do said, that? Yeah, uh, I'm impressed. It comes down to spending way too much time online, really. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, you can't fault that. Yeah, yeah, I, I just search the Jurassic World and Jurassic Park hashtags on you know various sites and social media and see what comes up. Is what it comes down to. Yeah, I that's the way to do it. I mean, that's like what I was doing that for a while, and I just it, with the closer <laughs> we've gotten to the release, the busier I've been in these past few weeks so like my like ability to kind of keep on top of some of the smaller fun things also has just kind of fallen you know kind of spiraled a bit downward but man I am just impressed with the stuff that you find <laughs> yeah like that like that Lego uh, build day at Toys R Us thing I, I just found that out of the blue yesterday just by searching Legos on Tumblr so I, I, yeah no it's, it's pretty amazing I, I, it reminds me of way back in 2006, 2007, that kind of time, uh, all I would do when I when I started up the site in 2008, all I would used to do to find news is is Google news search Jurassic Park four and that kind of thing and uh, Steven Spielberg, Joe <laughs> Johnson, try and find news like that little thing. tidbits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, it was just blogs like ours, just yeah. chatting about it, hoping it would happen. I mean, that's honestly the way to do it. You never know what you're going to find. I mean. It's funny. Sometimes the most obscure website, you might get like a mention from something that you had no idea otherwise. It might be someone who's working on a project or something like that, and you just find it like the most obscure little corner of the internet, and it's like blink and you miss it. 
like it's so easy to pass over but there's a lot of like little and especially with Jurassic World there's been a lot of things that just kind of hit out of the blue like, just, like just, the VR just, have they formally you, announced that yet? no it kind of came out of nowhere they're advertising it I think the Best Buy like Twitter are advertising it but but seriously come on like that that VR th- in fact hang on before, <laughs> before that VR thing I have to I have to bring this up just because you reminded me about the little tidbit things I remember I was on this forum years ago and I got directed there because somebody had said there was some new Jurassic news, and this was, this was just after two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when when Kathleen Kennedy said, you know, the project's dead because the unfortunate passing of Michael Crichton and, and stuff like that. And uh, it was a tiny bit of news, and it was basically this guy had been working on a film set, and the cinematographer on the film set, or or he was just on the set as well, was Shelley Johnson, the guy who was cinematographer for Jurassic Park three. Um, the the he always works with Joe Johnson. And I remember the quote was this guy was Shelley was wearing a Jurassic Park T-shirt and came up to the and they were chatting and chatting and stuff like that and he was asking about the film and Shelley was like yeah yeah um, the project is far from dead in fact um, I was just talking to Joe Johnson about it or something like that and I remember I just remember it so I gotta find that story man I'm sure I've got it favorited somewhere but it was it was way back nothing ever came of it but then I think a year later that's when Joe Johnson said new trilogy new idea I don't know wow. really interesting. Could you imagine how if Joe Johnson was directing this film? It would be it would be a dramatically different film. I mean, for one thing, we know this movie is Colin Trevorrow's movie, but it would just it, I couldn't I don't know what movie it would be to be honest with you. Would it would it be I, the sales script or that kind of thing? I uh, I would, think what when in two thousand nine two thousand eight two thousand nine when when Joe Johnson was talking about that I think it was because there was another interview with him with that Hitfix guy. Uh, I think he said it wasn't that the dinosaurs with guns, that whole script was completely thrown. So I think whatever Joe was talking about was one of Spielberg's initial ideas yeah. of a new park or something like it that. It would have th- probably, think, yeah. It would have explored similar themes. But I don't think, you know how Colin came on board and uh-huh. said, said thanks, but no thanks, I can't do it with this script. Yeah, I don't I think, think it, it seems to me that Joe Johnson, not to bash him, but probably would have just gone with the script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it, like. It wouldn't be as I don't know if it would be as thought out as what Colin brought to the franchise. Even though I haven't seen it, it just you know is you, seeming that way. You can tell that he really poured his heart and soul into it. And I think what's important about that quote is to remember that Colin himself is a writer. I don't know if he was saying the script necessarily was bad, but he himself, as a writer with his own creative ideas, couldn't really attach himself strongly to the script that existed. Right. Which I, I think is totally respectable, and I, I love that he actually did that. That took that took guts to do. I mean, imagine being like, ah, oh, awesome, you know, being given that offer, an opportunity from Steven Spielberg and needing to go back and be like, well, I love the opportunity, but the script didn't work for me. <laughs> like, wow. That's kind of crazy, because the script was from the Planet of the Apes writers as well, so, you know, here's Colin coming along and saying, Spielberg, <laughs> me old mate, <laughs> thank you, but no thanks. It shows his crazy. passion, there's not just a paycheck gig for him. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 It never. Although sees I, I bet he's making a sweet something from this film. Probably <laughs> decent, but probably not as much as you'd think, considering how fresh he is to the uh, industry. This is true, and obviously, it's not. It's not about that at all. No. He's he's made a very clear name for himself, and a lot of people respect him. Yeah. Right? I, I think what you're thinking to get f- now is going to be his real real gig on this. It. Yeah. It became definitely. clear. I mean, as soon as he started, as soon as the news reports started hitting about um him getting his own projects. 
uh, following Jurassic World that weren't franchises, it became very clear that he knocked it out of the park with this movie. I mean, you that you know that he did a great job just directing the movie, handling himself on set and everything else along those lines. The fact that he's been able to line up these projects that uh, yeah. aren't necessarily sell sell themselves by their main projects because you know Jurassic has a name behind it and it is going to sell itself. But well, do you know what was interesting? I, I just finished. I mean, it's kind of related to the whole Spielberg thing. I just finished reading a book about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, the making of that film. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, Tobe Hooper was the was the director. Toby, Tobe Hooper, however you say it. Um, you know, he directed Poltergeist or didn't really Spielberg kind of. Directed. Yeah, yeah. How but Spielberg. That goes. was that was them working together. And there was a there was a a letter that Spielberg had had written, like a public letter. But they they published it in the press in like a paper or something. And he was saying, you know. Tobe, great working with you. Like you know, it was great on set and stuff. And like, good luck with your next project. I think the difference here is that Spielberg's basically giving Colin a next project and like you know, really pushing him forward. I think Spielberg clearly sees what Trevorrow has to offer. I, I think it's. I think that's. I think that's a really good thing for the franchise. Yeah, I mean, even when you see the interviews, they ask how involved Spielberg was, and you know, he never was on set actually. He was heavily involved in the pre-production process, Colin said. Like, almost like every day he was, <clears throat> you know, just there in the writing booth with them. Um, yeah, and I did hear from a couple of sources that he um, he uh, he was in a lot of meetings as well, a lot more than anybody thought he was in, He was going to be in. I, I guess he, he, fell, he fell in love with the project more as it went along. It's his baby, after all, you know? It just sounds like he's, he was a lot more involved with Jurassic World than he ever was with Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, <laughs> Jurassic Park Three. I mean, I I don't remember Spielberg really. You know, he had good things to say about the movie, and he's friends with Joe Johnston. But um, I don't re- like. I mean, the amount of Spielberg related pre push, like the stuff that's going on with uh, him for the marketing, like the featurettes and the uh, the broadcast. He's, he's really in. Yeah, yeah, it's it's impressive. You don't see that with other projects that Steven's a uh, executive producer on. Not really, at least. I mean, I can't think of anything. No. I wonder no, if that's I, I wonder if that's damage control from JP three when all they want to show people that they're doing it right this time. I I, I, ha- I reckon that has a strong uh, a strong factor in it. That was something I remember in two thousand two or something like that. I'm like reminiscing all these years ago. I remember uh, there was an interview with Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy, and they were saying the next one we're going to do it right. Yeah, and it was it's such a strong message, you know. Straight after JP three, they're like, yeah, we did it wrong. We goofed, we yeah. don't. And I remember, uh, do you guys remember, t- like, TV Guide channel? And it was before, uh-huh. like, you had DVR and everything like that, so you knew exactly what was on TV. You'd have to watch the TV Guide channels and channels. Yeah, yeah. They'd always have, like, they'd always have, like, a little talk show on the top section of the screen. I remember watching it, trying to see what was on TV, and they're like, well, we've got some breaking news for you. And I think this is at the end of 2001. I just remember them saying, so, they're like... It's happened. What we thought would happen. Jurassic Park Four has been greenlit. They're like, we spoke with you know, I forget who it was at that point, but like we spoke with the producer. It was probably Kathleen Kennedy, but I can't say that. I'd say Kath. Yeah, I think Frank Marshall came into it later. He was always involved with the franchise, but not in an official capacity. Not like this, Um, no. Yeah, no, yeah, and I think it was about two. It was around the sales script just after I think that he really got involved. And I don't really know why, but I'm glad. Well, I really respect him as a producer. Kathleen Kennedy was involved up until basically the Lucasfilm transition. Yeah, that's what yeah, I think it happened. 
Frank was Frank was involved all yes. through 2006, 2007. Like that, it was him who would speak about the movie, and, and Kathy was as well. But I just, yeah, it was just kind of. I guess Frank always wanted in, maybe. Yeah, it's very possible. It also might be that uh, they thought maybe a little bit of a fr- fresh, a fresher face to Jurassic in the producing team might be. You know, maybe Kathleen Kennedy. Maybe she felt like she should step away from Jurassic for a little bit. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe like, and obviously they work together on other projects anyway. So yeah. maybe they were going to combine forces and you know make a good sequel. I'm just saying, just imagine where we'd be now if Jurassic Park Four happened in 2004. Do you think this franchise would be completely dead, or do you reckon over the years they would have redeemed it? Because it's been 14 years, they would have crammed a few more movies into. That. I oh, I don't even know because the franchise game. I don't think Universal was on top of their franchise game then, and I don't think they were eyeing to be on top of their franchise game like they are now. I think that, I think recently we're seeing that they realize that there's a lot there, there's a lot you can do with franchises and support them, and I'm just not sure if it would have got this love and support. I just we might have got a fourth Jurassic Park and then like a fifth directed DVD Jurassic Park yeah. type of situation. Fuck, that would have been awful, man. Yeah. Our franchise would be so bad. I know. No, the only thing I could say is the toys would have probably been better. Because Hasbro was uh, more on top of their their game then. Yeah, we would have got the 2009 and 2011 toys probably. Oh man! Uh, oh, I just did, did I tell you guys the uh, story between those toys? From what I understand. Yeah. Well, about. Um... Well, I mean, I I haven't been able to fully confirm this, but through basically one way or another from what I understand those toys were and I've been doing a lot into looking into this they were they were going to have a story a backstory to them I'm not sure how heavily featured that backstory is going to be but um they were uh about cleaning up Nublar so I'm assuming it was the, the toy line was supposed to be like a precursor to Jurassic Park 4 For God's it was sake. about engine um engine mercenaries cleaning up Nublar like it was supposed to be like guys going through the ruins and basically capturing dinosaurs and fending off dinosaurs. That's what the 2011 line was. So as far as I can tell, and I think that's why there was such a big backlash when the prototypes leaked and uh, lawyers became involved because I've never seen that happen before. I think it was because Universal saw it and basically it was tied to Jurassic Park 4 at the time. Yeah. So it was um, basically Jurassic Park 4 toys leaked. Uh, that, and I'm mainly talking about the uh, the vehicles. The humans in the vehicles that have the engine markings on them that yeah, was yeah, like the, the G.I. Joe type stuff. Yeah, yeah. explain why they're so militarized and look like G.I. Joes. And, I mean, mm. that militarized concept has been around for a while because I found out in 2006, I think we might have talked about this before, but I think it's kind of fun to look back at it. Uh, Toy Factory, it was a random, I think that was the name of the company. They actually had le- oh, they had the license, they had the license to Jurassic Park then. And no one knew that Hasbro lost the license, so this is bizarre as anything. Wow. But I remember at Toy Fair... There was this random booth, and there was this green T-Rex yeah, um, maquette that had three fingers, and it was meaner looking, and then there was a Triceratops with that was meaner looking. And, um, yeah, doing some research into it, Universal approached them. That was a proof of concept. Like, they said, basically, they're exploring hybridized dinosaurs that were meaner and milita- militarized humans. And apparently, there's going to be a toy line, and the concept was, and not officially G.I. Joe because they didn't own it, but the basic concept of the the toy line was going to be GI Joe versus um, Mean Jurassic Park, and it was going to be a fully featured like vehicles, humans, and everything like that. As far as I understand, it did make it into some level of pre production where prototypes existed, but we have never seen them. No, Other than I, I remember mechanics. that story, Chris. I remember that, yeah. and I remember. I mean, the idea 
Uh, yeah, so they scrapped the kind of dinosaur dog human DNA thing, but they always wanted to make these dinosaurs more aggressive, and that was something Spielberg always wanted to do. Uh-huh. And and it's you know we we're seeing elements of all of that in Jurassic World. Yeah, they, I mean that T Rex, that T Rex. He said it was. They said make it a T Rex on steroids. Maybe throw a little Velociraptor in the DNA. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> tell me that doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, that's that's the seed of the idea that became the Indominus right there. Yeah. Now, whether yeah. or not that's a cool, I mean, they've obviously been pushing for that angle for a while, but whether or not the exact like you know, it might have even been a little bit of a coincidence. Like they might have, you know, Colin might have landed on something very similar by coincidence. But it's still very interesting to see like. You know, Spielberg has basically had the rough concept of what he wanted to see for a while. Definitely. Um, so, I guess, Justin, from all the marketing you've seen so far, all the trailers, everything you're watching, what's your favorite element that you've seen? Oh, boy. It's <laughs> a tough question. <laughs> yeah. I think the Super Bowl trailer still does it for me the most. The Super Bowl one, yeah. Yeah. That and maybe the maybe the raptor clip of the the pig guy. Uh, yeah, that was cool. That's that a good clip. Cool. Yeah, Jack. What about you? Um, I've like a, as like a whole, I'd say <coughs> the one that did it for me was the uh the the uh the latest trailer. You know, the one with the egg cracking. Yes, yeah. the creepy one. Yeah, that's the best trailer they've yeah, that ever is so put creepy, out. Though. Yeah, so creepy. That's exactly what I wanted I, in this movie. I like it. I that one. I mean, I honestly, that one and the uh, the one with uh, John Hammond talking. Yeah, that's a, that's a TV spot, that uh-huh. one, isn't it, or an extended? Yeah, they're both um, sort of extended spots. But the most recent hatched one was a minute and a half, and apparently it was the final international trailer. Yeah, I think the egg hatching should have been the first trailer to kind of tease us in. Absolutely, I agree completely. Um, but at least we got it now. You know. Uh, I think I've said this before, the first two trailers didn't fully grab me, and I, I was kind of worried about the movie. I, it was too... It was coming across as too epic, too big, look at the scale, look at the CGI. But it was the global trailer. I remember I had a 30-minute break at work, and I sat down the minute that link went live, and I watched the global trailer, and I've never been more excited for the movie than I when when I watched that, mo- that, that trailer. It, it was that one that did it for me. Yeah, no, I... I, I really enjoyed the global trailer. I still don't think any of the main trailers fully did it for me. I think they lacked that certain sense of intimacy that we know this movie very much has. It, it went out of its way to continuously show us the big and the grand and the unbelievable, which is perfectly fine, but I think it relied a little too heavily. Like, sometimes I love, for me, I love simplicity sometimes. Like, just a beautiful, raw vista that totally exists and just one animal out in the distance. For me, sometimes that triggers the right mm. the right emotional response, like visually and just, like I said, emotionally. And I think it lacked that sense of intimacy that we surprisingly got in that very horror-style trailer, Hatched. Cause it was, I agree. It was yeah. very intimate. It was very, very intimate. And I really, I, I, I really associate Jurassic Park with a sense of intimacy, if that makes sense. It always feels, you know... It feels like it's something real and that you can touch, as Alan Grant would say. Um, or no, it's Hammond. Well, no. I think. What about what about you, anyway, Chris? What's your favorite piece of marketing, or even you know, like a scene from the trailer? What's the one thing you saw that you went, "I'm in, hundred percent." I mean, honestly, I want to say the hatched trailer. 
But if like if there was anything else that really the thing that got me probably the most excited, more excited than the early trailers was uh, when Charlie's head maquette leaked. At that time we thought it was an animatronic. Um but when we saw the green the green raptor maquette, um, I I uh, the bust rather, I just like I'm like oh my god it's real it's happening, and it, it just it worked really well for me. And then then uh, the Mark Engler poster as well. Oh yeah, the Mark Engler poster was fantastic. I uh, really really nice. I'm staring at mine right now. It's oh it's beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah, you've got one, man. <laughs> yeah, I I got lucky by hooking someone up with something that was out of my price range entirely, but uh, I had discovered it, and it was something called Jurassic Park related, one of a kind. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> I Basically, someone someone gifted it to me as a thank you for uh, me hooking them up with a prototype. Oh, really? Yeah. And, That's pretty cool. Yeah. That was... Have you got one, Justin? I don't. Man, have you got any other posters? Um, not officially. I have some that I printed out myself, but... Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I was going to say, not officially, officially. <laughs> Not officially. You went down to, like, the poster black market. Yeah. Don't, tell, don't tell anybody you have these. Yeah. Do, do you know what? I think that uh, one thing I really want to do is get hold of all the old Jurassic World scripts, Jurassic Park uh, scripts. I would, there must be a way we can do that because the 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 John Sayles script leaked. Well, yeah, we all know that they're. I mean, it's no secret. I mean, it's a secret where these websites are. I don't. I'm not a part of any of them, and I don't really know. But it's no secret that there are underground script trading communities. I mean, that, yeah, that, and, and that's a I thing. I really want to get in there. <laughs> the, the, that's a thing, and I wouldn't be surprised if now that the movie's been released, if kind of. <clears throat> You tend to see after a movie gets released, somehow magically a script appears on the internet the same time as like a Blu-ray release, and it's basically at that point, I guess maybe like, and essentially their in their minds the gag order has been lifted. Um, but I just I, there must be so many. I mean, again, we've talked about this on on previous podcasts, but yeah, I, I really really want to see what they were doing it for was, fourteen years. I'm just so glad that we own the John Sale script. That we had, that that came out mm. because it was it was a honestly wonderful read, getting to read that after like hearing this crazy concept as a child, and finally getting able to read it like, whoa, what the hell, man! It's such a weird story. I mean, it would it would have ruined the franchise because it it wasn't it wasn't Jurassic Park, but it, as a movie on its own, it's fantastic. It would have been fantastic. It would have been a lot of fun. It would have probably yeah. never had a budget, so it would have probably been horrible. But if it did have a budget and was taken seriously, and mm. honestly, it would have been somebody like, um, it would have been great to give it to someone like Joss Whedon, um, <laughs> because yeah. he like Cabin in the Woods. He, it had that kind of feel. He knows, yeah, he knows exactly how to do the serious yet campy. Yeah, um, Justin, have you read the sales script? I have. What, what did, did you think? think? It was pretty freaking nuts. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best way to describe it. <laughs> And this, <laughs> it had some interesting concepts though that I enjoyed. The, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of familiarity looking into Jurassic World. A lot of familiarity. And parts of that mm-hmm. made its way into some of the IDW comics too, which I found interesting. That's what I heard. Oh yeah, so they did. So they did. I've actually never read the IDW comics. I don't own them. I'd really like to get on that. I just I was going through like a phase where I really wanted to go through them, and I would just always never be bothered at like that point when those were out in stores. I'm like, I should get those. And I'm just like. 
No, transport <laughs> force I mean, never the, the, happening. I got about. I got the first five. I think I got up to spoiler alert when Ludlow returns. I remember hearing but, um, about that. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I got up to there, and then I was like, "Do you know what? I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> I'm gonna wait a bit." They were fun though. They were. They were pretty good. It was. It was just nice to have something new. I love the cover art. Mm. And yeah, I remember, I remember leafing through one, and I saw it's Randon fighting a polar bear, and I was like, "Well, that's fucking cool. That's bizarre <laughs> as hell." And I don't know why a Tyrandon's fighting a polar bear, but there you go. I've got a Tyrandon fighting a polar bear, and honestly, that's an interesting concept. We've seen what happens when dinosaurs intermingle with humans, but what happens if in the future we see dinosaurs intermingling with other top predators of our planet, nature? nature. Yeah. That's why. I, that's why I keep saying. Africa, guys. Af- it, it has to be Africa. I'm, 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 in fact, yeah, Justin, we're, we're, like, obviously we haven't seen Jurassic World, so we don't know what happens at the end of it, but where do you want to see the franchise go? Because naturally it's not going to stay on the islands, correct? I, I just don't think it's going to stay there. I would love to see, like, a, like a chase movie through the Central American jungles. Yeah, like, Tracking down yes. raptors. Yeah. I I'm in. I was just chatting with someone about the future, like not a podcast, but chatting with someone in the future Jurassic Park. And as much as I love the concept of Central America, I feel like and it, there will there will be visual diversity that we haven't seen. I do feel like it will still look a little too similar to the islands in yeah. a lot of ways, which is why I almost feel like jumping to another continent would be really really interesting because it would just add such a level of. A, di- a different flavor to the series, you know. Both the setting would add, a, you know, a completely different environment and a visual tone, and I think it could just really be a fresh look for the franchise, and it could be exciting because it's just like, oh man, we can go to Africa. Where else can we go with Jurassic Park movies? Mm-hmm. You know, the sky's the limit, really, at this point, and I, I think I think that that's really what it's supposed to be. I mean, I don't want to see dinosaurs overtaking major cities and honestly living in the US the idea of seeing like a D- Jurassic Park movie in the US just kind of appalls me and I'm fine with the San Diego scene I'm just like the idea of it happening on a widespread account like I don't want to see it I, I, I see too many United cities of the United States in movies as it is like it, they lack most of them lack a little they lack character for me in terms of I'm just not a big city person yeah I, I it's been discussed before but it you know, it worked for Planet Planet of the Apes, but I really don't think um, Planet of the Apes. Is... I don't think dinosaurs have a strong chance taking over an entire city. Um, just uh, yeah, I, I just think you know the military would just stamp that down pretty quickly. You know, I think smaller dinosaurs actually would be the ones that pose the threat. And by the way, I just realized I had a dream about Compies attacking somebody last night, and I think I think I was watching Jurassic World, and I was like, "Shit, Compies are in Jurassic World." I didn't know that. I just remember that right now. But um, anyways, I think smaller dinosaurs would be the bigger threat because they would just be harder to stop from spreading. They could start damaging the ecosystem. I mean, they could start killing off, like, you know, other animals and throwing off the entire natural balance of things. And, I, and that you know, it's like the invasive species. But, I mean, we're talking... We're not talking about a mammal. We're talking about these... You know, dinosaurs are so unique because... The, the, you know, we're, they're both associated with birds and reptiles, and they're just so unique in that fashion because they have like the best of both worlds. And they, I mean, they they would be top predators. They would really disrupt the food chain. Yeah, 
in yeah it would change things around but it wouldn't last that's what I mean maybe you're right with the smaller ones but I think what Justin was saying about Costa Rica at least they'd have a place to hide uh, yeah I guess I, th- I think the same thing with Africa especially though I mean such a big continent oh, this is true. such a big continent and there's so many different countries within it I, I personally envision like the Congo region and um, you know maybe we can go or maybe um, Tanzania how, how do I pronounce it Tanzania yeah Tanzania um, that would probably be a fantastic because we can go to the savannah of you know we can head out you know see Mount Kilimanjaro uh, there's just so many different things that we can see we can really see that iconic African look of like when you see the giraffes walking down when the sun sets behind them and the, it's just gorgeous like absolutely stunning it's in our real world probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen and imagine that with like sauropods or just seeing like a T-Rex a, a, a Tyrannosaur family unit you know, prowling the savannah, you know, it just, I don't know, to me that just sounds so enthralling, and I think it would really capture the imagination, and really... Yeah. (laughs) God damn it. It's all the quotes, man. (laughs) It's all the quotes. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I I, I really like the quotes. There's so many different places I would like to see. I would like to see dinosaurs in snow. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't mind an Ice Age Park concept in Siberia, but I don't know how much they could do with that. It's a good thing Assis isn't here. He'd yeah. be, uh, he'd be fighting <laughs> you. Yeah, he, he, he does not like that idea. No? And I can see his point. I think it, it's like it's like you just said, Justin, it could last, but it wouldn't last for long, I don't think. I think... Um, yeah. I, I mean... I, know, but I think it, it could just get a bit uh, plain. Well... You know. I, I think what's interesting, I, I don't think... I think if we went into Siberia, I mean, there were Arctic dinosaurs, uh, Crylophosaurus, uh, Pachyronosaurus, among others. Um, and they're actually pretty unique-looking animals, and they would give the, a little bit of a visual diverse look, visually diverse look. So if there was a reason why NGen, Mizrani, or another company had a facility, maybe not even a park, but a facility in another section of the world where they're breeding animals for one purpose or another... I think it could really provide a good, you know, really interesting feeling. Uh, and especially because, you know, it has that sense of isolation. And it has that sense of just, like, another world. You know, it's very, you know, the tundra of Siberia is very uh, wild. And I, I love the idea of wild. But, you know, at this point, though, it's still attached to civilization. It's very remote but now it has that threat that it's attached to. It's no longer an isolated ecosystem. And I think that's what really can, you know, we're, we still can explore these themes in these isolated environments, but they're no longer segmented off from the rest of the world. And I, I think I think that's really an interesting concept for the future Jurassic. Yeah, I think, I think that's where it's naturally going to go. I mean, Colin said in that interview uh, recently that... Um, He's kind of established it, so the next one Good. can be off the island. I, I love that concept. I mean, I know like for a long time with Jurassic Park Four, people kept you know promoting dinosaurs on the mainland. There are a lot of really cool fan logos where it'd be like the Jurassic Park T Rex with like skyscrapers in the background, and like it, it, you know really well done fan logos. But that idea never appealed to me. Like the idea of like almost like a post apocalyptic major city dinosaur movie just isn't yeah. doing it for me. I like the it, would, it wouldn't work. I like the idea of grave consequences by introducing these animals into our ecosystem, but not in the term, not in like a uh, Planet of the Apes way. 
And there's so many low-budget sci-fi dinosaur movies that take place in a city that it, it wouldn't be very unique, I don't think. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, okay, if there's one thing that actually kind of bums me out, is I don't think we'll ever get DX, um, the virus from the books, in any sense, because I feel like people, I think modern cinema audiences would immediately be like, oh, they're copying that from Planet of the Apes. But not even that. I think um, these new dinosaurs that they bred in Jurassic World are new, aren't they? And they're not the same as last time, so maybe there's, you know, maybe that's something they... It's not even a factor anymore. Yeah, I mean, because it was only in the novels anyway. So yeah, no, I just I think that there is probably a time where they considered exploring that theme and concept in the movies, and I think it's still valid even now. I think it could be done interestingly. I think that it would have to go through changes, and I like the idea of it maybe being communicable to um, modern day animals. Maybe instead of wiping out humans, if it was wiping out birds or something, it could be very interesting because you know if you wiped out birds, it would. It would honestly. I mean, you got to figure that would change. That that would be pretty grave <laughs> in the terms of consequences of just like the natural, you know, ecosystem with like you know birds eat bugs sp- spread. You know, just it would it would it would have a lot of uh, interesting adverse effects. So if you had that kind of concept applied, it, it, you know, it's a very interesting idea. But then again, how does the movie then go back to being about dinosaurs and not be about you know, how do you have that movie where, like, you know, people, you know, this disease is causing issues? How does it go back to somehow people are being eaten by dinosaurs? Because the long, the long story of it all, we want to see great characters, we want to see a good story, and we want to see people being by dinosaurs. People have been seeing this movie um, in LA, and I'm, I'm just going over the front page like I do there's so much news there's so many trailers there's so many TV spots there's so many interviews there's some good interviews with Colin I, actually yeah I haven't been able to keep up with it I mean genuinely no neither have I man there's there's a lot we've missed on the site we missed uh, Colin you know telling um, Josh Whedon where to stick it or yeah in a, equally, in a very friendly of, way like basically yeah. I respect Josh and well I think his one thing that he said got me that was was so true and I'd never thought of it before he said um uh, what's it, supporting feminism or having very strong female characters isn't about females doing what males do or something like that to fear. and it's just like yeah that's true Joss Whedon you know like in, if you look at the Avengers whatever her name is in, in that what's her character what's the character uh, Black Widow Natasha I think her name's Natasha yeah she kind of just does a few things of what you know the guys do and then there you go that's you know supporting feminism but it's not it's kind of, it's just a, it's a really awkward situation. It, it, I, well, I mean, and I th- I think that I mean, Joss himself, he he I mean, he he really he rallies for it. I can't say that I know entirely all of his actions, nor do I follow every interview or movie from him. But I think the idea that he conceptually, you know, does try to push for it is a good thing. I uh, you know, Definitely. I but I can't tell you personally. I don't know his actions well enough to say whether or not he does it appropriately or not. And I'm not sure if he's, you know, been fair or if he's a lot of talk. But, I mean, I, you know, it's hard for me to say. I, I know it, 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 that's a whole other subject, to be honest with you. We can, <laughs> we can go into uh, so, yeah. social movements in our podcast, and that would be an interesting twist on things. But um, We could go so deep. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's, it's just been crazy. The past, the past week has just gone, gone insane. Did you guys see the interview with Colin where he talked about future possible Jurassic World sequels. 
Was it a video? Was it a video? Uh, interview? No, it was a. Who was it with? It was with some. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About, like, uh, we talked like about that last time a little PC bit. Kind of rivalry. Yeah. What was what was said? I think I've got it here. Apple uh, versus PC. The embryos. Dinosaurs being used in medicine and agriculture and war. Yeah, which is something that's been hinted at for on, a long m- time on the Masrani. Masrani Global's really been pushing that angle. Yeah. And that's you know, that that's the very interesting part. It's like, you know, sure we've got this awesome theme park where everyone can go look, but you know, they're really they're pushing genetics to the next level and at one on one side it's like, Oh, that's really cool, and another side I'm like, That's really scary. That's really scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I think as well, uh I'm, it makes me worry about the future of the franchise because it's such a it's such an area that hasn't really been explored, especially within the Jurassic franchise. If we're going to push these dinosaurs, if they're going to be, you know, become part of the military, whatever they do, you've got to have, you've got to have a solid script way before anything gets done on a sequel. And I, I do worry they're going to kind of push for the sequel so quickly on this movie that the idea that Colin has set up doesn't get its fed. Well, do you know what I mean. I'm a little bit worried for it. Well. There's been multiple interviews now with Colin where he's like, I'm not doing the sequel, but I will be involved. He's like, I will definitely be involved in make, you know, making that movie happen. And I think that really shows you that his vision was very important to Jurassic World, and he has a continued vision for Jurassic. And I think the concept of him being involved, maybe he'll write the script. I think that I find that very... you know, I, I Actually, I really feel like the franchise is in the best hands it's been since the first movie with Steven Spielberg. I mean, like, and I know it hasn't passed too many hands, but honestly, I, I really, I, I think that it's in good hands, and I think the future is looking actually really bright. I think that it's going in a great direction that basically opens up numerous opportunities. I think so. And it's, I, think I, mean, I'm ex- I think they can, like, hint at those ideas without actually going full force on them right away, and that might be the way to start off with it. I, I think those ideas, just the concept of them, is the reason why dinosaurs could be in other parts of the world, because there could be yeah. research. There could be right now, in like in the universe of Jurassic World, before the Indominus Rex breaks out, there might be other facilities with dinosaurs in them that the public really doesn't know about all over the world. Maybe remote locations, locations of the world that have less strict laws and governments you know, governing genetic research and invasive species, essentially. So I wouldn't be surprised if in future sequels we find out, oh, by the way, Jurassic World wasn't the only place with dinosaurs on them, and we're not talking about... And we're not talking about Site B. You know, like, they're... Yeah, because, I mean, uh, we were saying that they've even called uh, the Hilton Resort... It's it's Hilton Isla Nublar, like... And the the boat is Isla Nublar, and I think it's... Well, we, we, didn't we mention this, Chris, how it's... It's strange that it's not just called Jurassic World uh-huh. Hilton or something. It's it's specific to its location, it, which means it may, maybe they're planning other resorts, it, which w- would make sense. There could be I Jurassic World be Japan. Japan. Exactly. No, I would. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, like, maybe it's not open. I don't think it's open. I think Jurassic World is the only park in the Jurassic universe, but maybe they're building one, and maybe it's public knowledge they're building another one. You know, maybe it would be smaller, maybe it would have a different flavor. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they would purposely go to a different environment and breed different animals that are best suited for that environment. You know, it, it's a very interesting concept, but they could diversify. You know, it's almost like Disney Cruise Lines, like where it's there's there, you know, there's Disney parks all over the all over the world 
And then there's also these Disney Adventure Cruise Lines that go all over the world. And there's all these different flavors and everything basically a, a different thing for the you know basically they've commercialized the world. Disney has turned the world into profit. And I I wouldn't be surprised if I'm Azrani and Engine and the Jurassic you know the Jurassic World do stuff. the same sort yeah of thing. yeah have the exact concept. in their world they're the they're the Disney of the Jurassic World world. Yeah, and I like <laughs> yeah. to think that Disney still exists. <laughs> and like they're like, we swear we'll have dinosaurs by twenty thirty. Yeah, that'd that would be funny. Be funny. <clears throat> I guess it's such an interesting play. It could go so many different ways. This franchise, but yeah, I mean, we haven't even we haven't even seen the film yet. Yeah, yeah. and we're, we're <laughs> the already, film itself. I think it's more interesting to talk about the future right now because I don't want to know too much more about the film. We're so close. I just want to go in and enjoy it. I, I don't want to think about it right now. I just want to go in and enjoy that movie and see what it's like. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm and it's exciting. I really, really don't want to be spoiled. I've, I've I've been on Reddit a couple of times on and the Jurassic Park subreddit because I've been I've been kind of staying clear of it to avoid spoilers as much as I run a site which posts them. But whatever. Um, well, been, ta- yeah, tastefully, tastefully. Oh yeah, yeah. It's always tasteful. But I was reading a couple of posts today of people that have seen according to their post they've seen the film and they're answering questions and I was going through them and I was going through them and I was like why am I reading this why do I know this uh, oh, I gotta stop I gotta stop I've actually I've avoided that all I mean I'm not sure really? what good it is because God knows I know a lot already <laughs> but, <laughs> I, what, what, what I've heard though Chris is that this 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 isn't a spoiler but what I've heard is that the what we've seen in the trailer so far is 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 a lot of you know the second and first act. Yeah. The the third act, we haven't seen almost anything. From, yeah, I think the third act which, would be like Bryce is, with the flare and maybe them in the gift shop when the Indominus hand is breaking through. Exactly. Apparently, the third act is 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 absolutely chilling. So I mean, that's nothing but positive. That's yeah. Exactly what I want to hear. Like. I mean, we know the movie's got a T Rex. Mm. Huh. Wonder how that happens. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and we've seen very I'm, little of the of the uh, old section of the park yet, too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're saving that, and, and I'm I'm so glad. All we've got is a is a couple of shots and a shot of of uh, Nick Robertson stepping on something. On some... yeah, it's 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 tasteful. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited, and I think there's gonna be a lot of people who casual movie fans are going to see Jurassic World that think it's a reboot. And they're going to be so blown away when, like, they go into the ruins of the old park. They're going to be like, "What? It's a sequel? Oh, why didn't the internet tell me this?" Because I, st- I actually get tweeted that a lot. Like, "Hey, is this a reboot?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, it's a sequel." I'm like, it, "It's, it's going off in its own direction in a lot of ways, but it is a sequel." Yeah. No, I, I think that's really interesting. Could you imagine watching this movie thinking it was a remake, and then you see all the original park and you try and put it together in your head, and you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I think that'd be great. Yeah. No. I. I I think that they maybe should have. I that's one of the things I wanted the first trailer to push. Though I wanted it to remind people it was a sequel because it's been a while, and I wanted to really heavily rely on like the first teaser, if it were like a version of that Hatch teaser, but then also somehow with Hammond's voice. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that we're like in between the creepy chorus, um, if uh, Hammond's voice narrated a bit. Yeah, they should have done that, but it's a it's a bit late for that now. I guess. Um, I, I think what we need to remember as well is that this this first time that we all see the movie, 
it's 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 one time you know once we've seen it we've seen it we can watch it as many times as we want after that but that first time where we're in the cinema we really have to embrace that yeah that's it's going to be such a memorable event 14 years of all of our lives we've been praying for this movie and you know i I was a so young when i first when jp3 came out i just all i wanted was jurassic park 4 i know i knowing (laughs) if i my like my 12 year old self or however old i was when jp3 came out i I can't really recall maybe 10 i don't know if i would have known that i'd be seeing this movie especially like in the position that i like that we all are in and I, I just would have I would have been like nah someone would have told me like what my future for seeing Jurassic World was Jurassic World 4 was I'd be like you're lying to me yeah. <laughs> or I would just freak out and jump up and down but you know it's just it's crazy that we're here we're here it really, it's nuts man and it really is and Justin you're seeing the movie with uh with Frank Marshall and Jack Ooh, Holland. That's right. I'm going to the uh, Bozeman, Montana screening for the Museum of the Rockies benefit. Oh, wow. That's really, really awesome. Yeah, that that's where you want to be watching the movie. That, yeah. That's a, that's a good screening. That Yeah, that... Honestly, I, I wish that there were... I wish there were more screenings like that over around the world, to be honest with you. Where is the Museum of the Rockies? Uh, in Bozeman, Montana. So you, how far do you have to travel? Uh, it's about an eight-hour drive from where I'm at right now. Oh, it's oh, not too bad. bad not then. too bad. A friend of mine are going to go up and make it a road trip. And hey, that's a good, man. And and if a, if Assis was here, he'd be saying you'd be blasting uh, Mike Giacchino's music, which would uh, segue us onto talking about the score. Yes. Um, how, who's pre- I've pre-ordered the album and I got the two tracks in my iTunes. So good. Yeah, I honestly, after listening to the previews, I was a little worried. I think I think that he's a amazing composer. I was worried that his style might be too his signature signature style might be too present in the album, and it might not sound Jurassic enough. But everything I've heard, it sounds like him, but it just has such a Williams feel to it, and it just oh, I love it. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yes. Yeah, no, it, I, I really enjoying the score. What do you think of it, Justin? I like it. There's little hints to the to the Lost World game soundtrack you did in there, and there's little hints to the JP3 soundtrack as well, which I kind of appreciate. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong there, man. Um, I noticed that it, it sounded a little bit like the PlayStation Lost World game. Yeah, just, just a tad, I, just some elements of it. I don't know if you know the song, but I would have died if he would have redone uh, Canyon Brigade. It had such a cool, like, little motive type of theme going for it. It was the song in the Lost World uh, game soundtrack, uh, Cannon Brigade. Listen to it if you haven't. And it's got such like... It, kick, it takes like a minute for it to kick in or maybe 40 seconds or something. But once it kicks in, it's such a powerful, memorable, like whistleable... Like it's a theme that you can whistle and hum so easily. And I, if that if that appears in the movie somehow, I would be like, oh my god, that's so great. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think the way he incorporates the familiar Williams theme and the amount of time he does it is just right. Um, yeah, I think so, man. It's it's not too heavy on. It's not too in your face. But it's when when the uh, when the official when the Jurassic Park theme comes in, it's just like fuck yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> it's there when you need it. And it makes yeah. it makes you wonder like what music will play when they find like the ruins of the old park, you know. Will be oh come on! Man. So <laughs> like, like I'm so excited. <laughs> and like, I listened to the soundtrack previews, and honestly, I feel like 
there's definitely I mean we know that he he said he recorded more music than what's on that soundtrack and so he, there's yeah. that's not everything so there are going to be some bits unfortunately where after the movie comes out and after we have the soundtrack we're like why isn't this song released and I'm just I'm already in my head I'm already like hopefully we get a two disc deluxe edition down the road of the soundtrack where we have all the other because I'm all I can already see parts where like we obviously don't have the music from and uh, I'm like already anticipating that <laughs> like the soundtrack isn't even out yet and I'm already thinking about the songs that didn't make the cut yeah he posted I'm those pictures of the sheet music and some of those titles aren't in there so we know that correct for sure correct. we're missing some of them yes yeah. like, and, and hey what about what do you guys think deleted scenes is that do you reckon that was a thing for Jurassic World well, there must be a couple along the, the way the poop scene <laughs> the uh, the poop scene got cut this is such a funny, the, funny. Oh, that's already the, the cut. Poopsie? Yeah, the, yeah, that got cut. Uh, what? The scene missing? where Bryce Dallas Howard smears poop on herself, Dino poop. Oh, how do we know that got cut? Uh, because she said so in an interview. She said it didn't make the final cut. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, she said there was a scene. She's like, and they, they used it in the, one of the one of the TV spots. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, it's weird they would put that in the TV spot. In uh, it's just kind of like, whoa, okay. But yeah, apparently that didn't make the cut. Well, I wonder if that will uh, make the Blu-ray or if they'll keep the deleted scenes from us like they've done for every other film. I think they'll probably release them. I don't think we're going to get an extended edition or anything along those lines. No, yeah, somebody... Because I, I remember saying on a couple of other podcasts, I said uh, something about, you know, I really hope we get a director's cut along the way. And then somebody asked Colin on Twitter... And he was just like, you're going to see it in cinemas. So, you know, yeah. this is his movie. <laughs> the director's cut June 12th, he said. Yeah, which is yeah. That's really cool. I'm glad. Yeah. Oh, and that's, I don't have the link to it because I just saw it in passing when I was, like, running around. But uh, someone said that Steven Spielberg in an interview said that he had rights to final cut on the movie. Like, he had the rights to make the final edit and cut on the movie, but he didn't change a thing. He saw it and loved it and said, Colin, you, oh, you guys no, did well, a great job. Well, there was... Uh, I think I wrote this up in an article. It was very similar to what you said, Chris, but basically uh, co- uh, apparently Stephen saw a lot of the cuts in the edit and then when he was out shooting... Because he's, he's shooting the BFG at the moment or he might have already shot it or whatever, uh, Colin was supposed to come back for a, for a final watch of the final cut and Spielberg said... Um, yeah, do you know what? Colin's got it. I don't need to see it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. And just kind of trust him with the final, which is, again, a testament to how Colin really kind of feels like he's he deserves this franchise. Yeah. He's, yeah. So, um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm so incredibly excited. excited. Do you guys think we're going to get a making of or a director's commentary uh, on the Blu-ray or anything along those lines? Actually, absolutely. I think so. I, th- I think that's definitely coming. I don't think it'll be as in-depth as we want, because we want a 14-year-long making of, basically. And I don't think we're going to get that. Any any last words? Justin, anything you want anything you want to bring up? Um, just excited to see the movie, and I hope you guys enjoy it, too. Y- yeah. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I... It, I think Chris Chris has said this on Twitter before. It would be really cool if all the fans could see it. Oh, I, it still kills me. Like I, you don't understand how badly I wish I could see it with all you guys. Like I wish I could see it with Jack. I wish I could see it with you. I wish I could see it with you, Justin. I wish I could see it with Assis and like everybody on Twitter. They've just been so great, and I just could not imagine how amazing it would be to see the movie in the same theater together 
at the same time for the first time it would have just been magical like uh, for the first time we, we, we i reckon everyone would cry <laughs> we'd, all just, we'd all just be sobbing <laughs> into <laughs> each other's <laughs> shoulders <laughs> yeah. yeah we have such a great community online yeah. that would have been great yeah yeah it would have been i get hey we let's try it jurassic world 2 let's do it now the jurassic world.org meetup yeah let's, yeah. let's do that <laughs> let's do it it'll be calling it now okay, guys. worldwide we'll have to like rent out a theater We'll have to like talk to Universal and be like, okay, so we need your help finding out how to rent out a theater because we've got a lot of people coming. <laughs> we've got a lot of fans. <laughs> we've got a lot of people coming. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really fun actually. Let's try and do that, man. When when we Chris, when we when we rebrand the site, when we go over all that, let's do it. That, that sounds that sounds like a plan. Let's establish it years in advance. I would then, I would like to you know. get like maybe an annual get together thing anyways, like a con, but not necessarily a con, but maybe I don't know. We, there's a lot. Well, we should link up with we should link up with Jurassic Con. Yeah, I think that that be because they've already established they've already established themselves. Okay. And, yeah, I don't really know anything you know, about I mean, it. But. I mean, yeah, n- neither do I. But I know it exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as like the management's good, like I haven't heard anything bad about it. But I always like to do my research into things like that. You know what I mean? Make sure it's dra- drama free. Oh, real quick, oh, when we were talking about the future of Jurassic, um, you know what I would like to see when we're talking about comics? I would like to see Universal establish a in-canon expanded universe. In between the films, if we can maybe have the toys and comics tell a consistent in-canon story, whether or not it's filler between the movies or backstory. That's what I really want to see going into the future. I really hope that Universal really manages this brand in a way that, like, we feel like we have a universe being built around us. And that would be so exciting as a fan. I'll go along with that. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, Justin, where can we find you online? I mean, I know. You don't need to tell me. You can tell, <laughs> tell people where, where can we find you. You can find me on Tumblr at JurassicRaptor.com or on Twitter at JurassicRaptor. Follow him, definitely. And obviously, map <laughs> underscore index. <laughs> yes, shout out to Assis. Yes. Round the clock, but I think it's, I've been. We've been mentioning we got to get Justin on for so long. I know he, he had a, he had a cameo. He had a cameo in the yeah, last I, one, I sort made of. A couple cameos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, for sure. Um, cool. Well, it's been great speaking to you. It's been so quick, but there is so much to cram in, and um, it's going to be amazing. If we don't speak to you before, Justin, enjoy Museum of the Rockies, and I'm going to send you a couple of questions for Frank Marsh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you get to speak to him, man, just yeah. Just tell him thank yeah, you. I hope I do. Cross your fingers. Yeah, man, I will. Um, have a great time. Thanks, guys. And let us know how it is. Thanks for having me on. Hey, take care. Cool. Thank you for coming. Anytime. Hopefully we do this again sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. After, when when the movie's out, man. Yeah. I, we'll I, do a, do a uh, big guys, pod or something. It's exciting times. I, I'm, I, we're, we're all in this together. Let's have some fun. Yeah. It's definitely. Definitely. All right. Cool. Thank you very much, right, guys. Thanks, guys. And, um, Farewell. Farewell. Till next time. June 12th. The park is open.